It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's match day three in the top flight With Celtic looking to maintain their winning run at home to St Mirren Livingston and Motherwell both go in search of their first wins When they meet at Tony Macaroni And there are four big games that wait until tomorrow Including Rangers trip to Dingwall before they head to Armenia I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans It's raining outside but it's the man from the land of the rising sun that has the Celtic supporters going. Kyogo Furuhashi, six goals in six games. And the expectation is he can score more this afternoon against a St Mirren side who are minus their manager, Jim Goodwin. Or is today too good to be true? And St Mirren represent a banana skin for Celtic These are exhilarating times for Ange Postacoglu Exasperating times for Rangers But could the next 24 hours alter anything? Watch this space Interesting weekend ahead Gordon Once again our teams how they deal with coming back from European football And the Celtic fans will go along to Celtic Park Today full of optimism after what they've seen in the past couple of weeks Hughes right? Plenty of excitement for Ahashi Really top of the bill just now uh, and interesting team news from Celtic Park as well They're going all out to put this one to bed Early doors and tomorrow Again, Rangers, St Johnson, Aberdeen All back from Europe How will they cope with the midweek exertions? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, Back to the domestic football The bread and butter stuff Gordon, after the European exploit Matt touches on how they're going to cope I think it's an opportunity for Celtic To apply some pressure today And they're in fine form So Looking forward to some of the fixtures Absolutely Two big games in the top flight Various big fixtures down the divisions And of course Big ones to come tomorrow as well So lots happening Sit back You can get us all afternoon at Clyde SSB And of course we will open the lines later on For you to have your say Let's kick off by going to Celtic Park Alison Conroy and Gordon Diel Are looking forward to Celtic against St Mirren Good afternoon from Celtic Park Obviously the big news coming from here today Is a new signing ahead of kick-off Today, Croatia defender Josip Jurovic has signed on a five-year deal. He's expected to be here today to watch this game against St Mirren. It is two changes for Celtic for this one after their midweek win over AZ Alkmaar. Income Ryan Christie as he returns from injury and Odson Edward, James Forrest and Tom Rogic, the players to drop out of the starting eleven For St Mirren, as Hugh said, no Jim Goodwin today after he was tested positive for COVID so Lee Sharp will take charge of St Mirren for this one. It's three changes for them after that League Cup defeat to Livingston a week ago so for Celtic it will be Joe Hart in goal, a back four of Anthony Ralston, Carl Starfelt, Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor, then the three of Ryan Christie Callum McGregor and David Turnbull with Kyogo Furuhashi and Leal Abada supporting Odson Edward up top on the bench, Bain, Beaton Ayeti, Soro, Rogic, Orhugidi and Montgomery for St Mirren, Jack Anik in goal, a back four of Scott Tanzer, Joe Shocknessy, Connor McCarthy and Marcus Fraser. The midfield will be Jamie McGrath, Alan Power, Ethan Erahon and Greg Taylor with Ryan Flynn in behind the lone striker of Curtis Main this afternoon. Still waiting on the St Mirren substitutes as well. Gordon DL, looking at both those teams... Another strong starting 11 from Celtic. Ryan Christie back from injury. Both Edward and Furuhashi playing today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Celtic today. Uh, there's a 
good, uh, feel good factor about Celtic just now round about the stadium coming in, fans speaking to you. They're enjoying the style of football. They're enjoying uh, the new signings, the goals, the entertainment. So I'm looking forward to a terrific game. St Myrna will not be here just to make up the numbers. I know they're minus their manager, but he'll certainly be in touch with the dugout, uh, still putting instructions over there. Uh, but I just think that... Um, Looking at that Celtic team, it's a very strong team. You know, Christie's back in there. He's been in terrific form, you've got to say. Abada's got bags and bags of pace. The two guys up front are certainly a huge, huge threat this afternoon to St Mirren. Um, Turnbull, McGregor in the middle of the park as well. So um, I just think that we're in for a terrific afternoon, Alison. Can Celtic continue this? The big question marks are always been at the back. Now, they got a clean sheet the other night there. Um, you know, it was a struggle, but they got there and uh, they'll be looking to build on that new signing coming in as well. Ange Postacoglu down there doing his presser just now. Everything going well, but they have to make sure they do the business at three o'clock. Celtic have been playing such fast-paced football in the last few games. What can St Mirren do this afternoon? We've seen what they did against Hearts, what they've done against Dundee. Well, I'm sure they'll have studied the way Celtic are now playing, especially with uh, the tactics of the, the full-backs coming in the park and uh, having overloads in the middle of the park against the opposition. I'm sure Jim Goodwin and uh, Lee Sharp will be working on that. Obviously, Jim uh, not at training in the last couple of days, but surely they'll be working on that situation. They'll be looking at a Celtic team full of confidence just now, bags of pace as well. Jim Jim Goodwin's a very, very shrewd manager. He's a good manager. He knows the game inside out. I think he improves St Mirren every single year in the transfer um, market. So it'll be interesting to see how he lines up today, how he adapts to that situation with Celtic. But let's not, let's not be kidded here. They've got to try and keep themselves in the game because the way Celtic are playing, they're playing fast-flowing football. Um, Alison, so they have to be up for the task. Those St Mirren subs today are Linus Tate, Finlayson, McPherson, McAllister, Erwin and Brophy. So the team used two changes for Celtic, Christie and Edward, the players in. Mark Wilson, what do you make of that Celtic team this afternoon? Well, I think it will excite the Celtic fans again when you look at Edward coming in and Furuhashi just playing off him. Ryan Christie, who was in great form before he picked up that injury, so it's no real great loss. Tom Rogic and him switching round, but I think you know Celtic supporters just seen you know the the six going forward has been such a positive since Ange Postecoglou has got his tactics right. He's got everyone understanding how to play that role. It's overwhelming at time for teams, and I think Celtic fans going along sixty thousand there today will hope for a similar performance that they've seen in the last two games. St Mirren, Alex, I'm sure will have watched with interest at the way Dundee and then Hearts went about it at Celtic Park. It's so early, you can't jump to huge conclusions. We're not even out of August yet, but it, slowly, is that fear factor? Do you think for this type of fixture at Celtic Park starting to come back? It's a full crowd yeah. and. They do look very keen to try and blitz teams at the start of games. Yeah, and when you look, and Mark touched on it earlier now, they've got five players uh, middle to front, but you also have your fullbacks as well, Gordon. So I think it's going to be a long afternoon for the St Mirren players. Uh, I would expect them to go with five across the middle of the park, try and condense the area. And it's interesting because Tom Rogic, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Mm -hmm. I thought he was one of the best players on the park. He is really back to his top level. And he's obviously coming out and, and Christie's going back in. So 
They have options to come back out mm. Jamesy Forrest is starting to get up to speed as well Middle to front Celtic are really impressive And particularly at Parkhead Because it allows both fullbacks mm. to join in also This is where when managers tell you Hugh That they take one game at a time You mm. can say I don't believe you Because uh-huh. if Celtic didn't have a game against Is it Alkmaar coming up And they weren't just off the back of one Tom Rogic would play today Because he's been a main part of that team Of course um, St Mirren are being portrayed here Gordon As lambs to the slaughter uh, And perhaps you could interpret The decision to leave out Rogic and James Forrest uh, As being part of that pre-match suspicion Celtic will have to keep their foot on the gas As they have done uh, In the last five wins on the bounce They look overwhelmingly superior to St Mirren We've seen it this season already We said that Rangers looked overwhelmingly superior to Dundee United And look what happened next So Celtic have to go on as they have been doing And in Furuhashi They undoubtedly have the talisman from Japan So uh, they should win They have to be careful that complacency does not get in the way well, Gordon DL, to be fair St Mirren won on their last visit to Celtic Park They ran out 2-1 winners You'll remember that afternoon on the show How much confidence Can they take from that And how much Is this a different Celtic proposition I think it's a different Celtic proposition Gordon I really do uh, You know If they, if they come here uh, Say came here last month For instance At the start of the season I think you come With a lot of confidence Because You've seen Celtic It did take time For the new manager To stamp his authority But the way they're playing And the guys are all saying it And everybody knows It's Celtic part Middle to front they are absolutely quality. They've got pace, they've got power, they've got Turnbull that can open up defences, score goals. McGregor is a terrific captain now. You know, you've got Christian bang on for him, back in the team, gives him a bit of freshness. And the three guys up front. I am so excited to watch these three guys, I've got to say. It's interesting to see how Edward plays this afternoon. He came in for a lot of criticism. A lot of Celtic fans would have been quite happy if he went out the exit door. I don't know, I think this may excite Edward, I think that maybe a new lease of life with the new players, the way, the style of football, I just think that uh, Celtic this afternoon will be far too good for something. OK, let's hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Ange Postacoglu. Oh, I'd be very surprised if anyone's taken anything for granted here, like I said, uh, the, f- the world and the football world particular particular um, changes pretty quickly and once you take something for granted you'll you'll get a pretty quick reminder that um, you know you be- get brought back down to earth pretty quickly but I look I haven't sensed that at all uh, with this group at the moment I think the key thing for us they're enjoying their football they're getting the rewards and for the most part none of them want to miss out you know and and yeah, that's that's a good thing for me. That's also part of the battle is, you know, when I ask them how they feel and they're all buzzing, yeah, they want to play. But I kind of know that there must be a couple who are feeling a bit sore. But I think when you have that sort of um, attitude and enthusiasm, it's unlikely they're going to go in there looking for an easy game. I think they're going in there looking to play our football, improve our football um, and make sure that we don't stand still at any moment. Now when I say we're going to hear from the St Mirren manager He's the manager for the day, Lee Sharp Because Jim Goodwin unfortunately has tested positive for coronavirus He can't be at the game today So Lee Sharp will be in charge He's every confidence in, in, uh, in us and the coaching staff that's here If we see something we'll, we'll do it, we'll act on it uh, And he's got the added advantage obviously sitting uh, Watching it on the TV, maybe being able to uh, rewind and pause things and you know look at it at a different angle from us and, and maybe something that he sees that we don't see uh, communicate that with us at, 
at half time if need be or before unfortunately it is obviously Celtic Park and against a team that's kind of bang in form at the moment uh, playing some really good football so as we've we've no, uh, been under no illusions the, the enormity of the, the task ahead but we go there um, as prepared as we always are so that's game one of your Scottish Premiership Saturday Celtic up against St Mirren in the east end of Glasgow we do have another big one in the top flight the Tony Macaroni between Livingston and Motherwell David Friel has got the teams there Yes, Gordon, I'm still trying to process the news that just in, I'm a loser, one of the, the show's favourites starts for Motherwell, so that's a bit of a blow for me this afternoon. But no, it's a fascinating one between two teams desperate to get their first one of the Premiership campaign. Livingston have had back-to-back defeats to Rangers, Aberdeen. Motherwell have just one point to show from their opening two fixtures, a draw against St Johnson. But David Martindale's side did beat St Mirren penalties in the Premier Sports Cup last weekend while Motherwell went out to Dundee. So Livy came into this one probably with a little bit more confidence, especially with home advantage. It'll also be quite an emotional day because Livingston are using this game to pay tribute to lifelong fan Stephen Carey who sadly recently passed away aged just 34. There's going to be a minute's applause, black armbands. So it'll be, it'll be an emotional time for the club and David Martindale's picked the same side that started against St Man last weekend. 4-3-3 formation as usual, Max Strike in goals, Nicky Devlin, Ayo Obele, Jack Fitzwater and Jackson Longridge at the back. Midfield of Jason Holt, Scott Pittman and Craig Sibbald with Odin Bailey and Alan Forrest behind Bruce Anderson. Subs for Livy are... Barden, Kelly, Williamson, Jacobs, Shinney, Panatoyo and Hamilton. For Motherwell, Graham Alexander was talking this week about the disrupted start to the season for various reasons, injury, illness, players getting back up to, to fitness. And he's still got some, some doubts today. Stephen Donald's still missing through illness. Barry Maguire and Liam Donnelly both drop out through injury. I think it's four changes in total from that Dundee defeat. But on the plus side, Justin Amaloza gets a start. Bebus Mugabe's back. Tony Watt also starts while Mark Ahara returns from injury. And the man they call the budget bear camp, Kevin Van Veen, although I'm told it's Von Veen, is fit enough for the bench. So I think Motherwell are going to line up in a 3-4-3 formation with Liam Kelly back against his former club in goals. Johanny O'Hala at the back with Beavis McGabby and Ricky Lamy. Across the middle will be Liam Grimshaw, Callum Slattery, Mark O'Hara and Jake Carroll. With Justin Amaloza, Tony Watt and Kane Woolery up front. Subs for Motherwell are Fox, McGinley, Vaughan Vane, O'Connor, Crawford, Lawless, Shields and the referee at the Tony Macaroni is Craig Napier. I'm going to love reporters up and down the country this season trying to just change the, the emphasis or the accent or the pronunciation of Justin Amaloza so that they can't um, be... A, like, like what we did to poor Fraser last week when we took the clip of him saying, Justin... I'm a loser So we won't do that to David Friel This afternoon And Hugh never let it be said That we don't have influence Tony Watt Left in the bench The last couple of games oh. Comes in here as a pundit on Wednesday And lo and behold He's back in the starting 11 We are that powerful Well you better be careful Along with the other 10 Motherwell players Who start the game Because uh, the fans Are looking for something today Motherwell did not lose A game against Livingston Last season They'll need to maintain That record Because there was a Bit of a demonstration against Graham Alexander last week at Dens Park. Uh, Livy pointless after two games. They will also be keen to honour the memory of their fan who sadly lost his life. It's good that their club pays tribute to a fan rather than the fans paying tribute to someone at the club who has passed away. Nice touch from Livingston. Emotional day for them and a tough day. For Motherwell Yeah Motherwell With a very good record Against Livingston uh, The Livy have only won Two of their last 11 meetings With the Steelmen Since Livy came back Up to the top flight So what will David Friel Witness this afternoon Let's go To the championship And that's going to take Some getting used to Because for a long time Roger Hanna Hamilton against Kilmarnock Was a top flight fixture But after a disappointing campaign They're both chasing promotion Back to the top table 
Yes, yeah, seven successive seasons. This fixture was a top flight fixture. Gordon Kilmarnock come here. It's a regular place for them to visit the Foys Arena, which not regular is. It's the start of a new era for Hamilton today. Stuart Taylor appointed head coach yesterday, former Aki's midfielder. He was number two to Billy Reid 12, 14 years ago here. He's returned after spells in Australia, Ireland, and spells is number two to Paul Lambert down south and latterly Malky Mackay up in Dingwall. He takes over from Brian Rice, who quit just days after the 1 0 home defeat to Morton a fortnight ago. A game I covered for Super scoreboard and really Aki's weren't at it at all, they have found it hard to adjust to life back in the championship just a single point from their first two games and that was obtained after they fell 4-0 down at Wraith and came back for a draw in the opening day of the season by stark contrast Kelly, they came down with Aki's May after that playoff defeat to Dundee they've maximum points in two clean sheets so far, victories against Air United and Mark's favourite QOS and, and Tommy Wright looks to have exactly what Stuart Taylor doesn't have, a sort of settled and experienced side which will really fancy its chances of an instant return to the Premiership. Stuart Taylor's first team is he's, he's laying heavily in George Cairns and Guillaume Boozerland to pick this side. It's got Ryan Fulton in goal. It's a back three of, of Jamie Hamilton, the recalled club captain Brian Easton and Scott McMahon. Across the middle, George Stanger, Michael Virton and Lewis Spence and Kieran McDonald. And then Josh Mullen starts for the first time since his loan move from Livingston with Andy Ryan and Lewis Smith on the bench. Hilton, Sterling, Templeton, Want, Mimno, Moyo and Redfern. As for Kelly, just along usual lines as you would expect. 4-3-3 from Tommy Wright get Zach Hemming in goal at the back Jason Naismith the last minute goal hero at Dumfries a couple of weeks ago Dylan McGowan Ewan Murray the skipper and Brandon Houndstrup in the middle Blair Alston Stephen McGinn and Liam Poloff and up top Chris Burke Scott Robinson and Rory McKenzie on the bench Walker MacArthur Waters Lyons Armstrong Cameron and Fraser Murray and the referee at a very wet voice stadium this afternoon is John Beaton Yes, a new era uh, there for Hamilton Ackies as Roger Hanna quite rightly points out. Just the three fixtures for us in terms of featured games this afternoon, Hugh, but lots to look forward to. And a wonderful vote of confidence for Stuart Taylor, the new Ackies manager from Paul Lambert, the man he assisted at Ipswich Town. I read this morning that when Stuart Taylor phoned Paul Lambert to say he'd taken the Hamilton job, the reply from Paul was... What are you doing? Are you daft? <laughs> so there's an immediate vote of confidence for Stuart Taylor there. So we'll see how he gets on. But, uh, you know, the ever-reliable Tommy Wright will be uh, looking to continue his good start to the season with Kilmarnock. So that's one to keep an eye on in the Championship. Hamilton against Kilmarnock. We've got two big games in the top flight as well. Livy Motherwell and Celtic against St Mirren. Now at this time on a Saturday, we usually get all the guys involved. We look back on some of the week's biggest talking points and we'll do that next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Another interesting afternoon of Scottish League football lies ahead Celtic against St Mirren Livingston taking on Motherwell in the top flight Big games in the Championship And League 1 and 2 are of course four matches In the Scottish top flight tomorrow We've given you the team news from our featured matches Now at this point on a Saturday We usually get all the guys involved And look back on some of the week's biggest talking points And um, Hugh, already it's largely about Europe midweek That That dominates the midweek um, agenda at the moment Yes there have been A couple of signings Coming and going But really the tail end Of this week Was all about Europe Rangers careless Celtic Job half done uh, Rangers were playing Extremely Modest Opposition A team from Armenia Who had previously Struggled to put out A part time team From Wales uh, There was a gulf An absolute Gulf In class Between the two teams And Rangers Didn't make it count 
One goal is an unsatisfactory lead to take to Armenia. I'm not suggesting for one minute that Rangers will not go through to the next stage. However, they did nothing right. They got a man sent off. They did not take advantage of their overwhelming superiority. They now cannot afford to leave players behind to rest them for the game against Celtic. So for me, no wonder Steven Gerrard told the players to wake up because that was a shabby performance. Yeah, I mean, Alex Ray, the one thing they did right was win the game, obviously. However, it was what went on within that that I think Steven Gerrard would agree with you, believe it or not, that you could tell from his tone of voice, his choice of words after the game, all the, the potential... Go to phrases that he could have used You know It's early in the season Or at least we won the game Whatever it may be He was not interested in any of that He was very underwhelmed with what he saw Yeah uh, I think post-match was as uh, Emotional as I've seen Stephen In terms of showing his emotion And being angry At what he just witnessed I think some of his language as well Gordon After the game Where he was pretty much saying Tactics go out the window It's about fight Desire Being committed to the cause and Mark, we was, were was just chatting beforehand as we come on, the, we come on air, and I say the first half was pedestrian, you know, there was no purpose, you know, we, we and Hugh were on on Monday night and we were actually talking about it's important to try and get a three or four, you may well be able to rest certain players. Stephen's on record as saying after the match that that won't be the case now because they can't afford to because of whether that. Over the course of the last three or four weeks, Gordon, they have pretty much said six or seven players are not up to speed and at Rangers you cannot afford to carry that, you know, so... The, the fundamental basics about desire, commitment, things, they have to do that. And it was almost a case of when they went down to 10 men, Gordon, that was a catalyst to galvanise them into what they were doing very well last year. Pressing, hounding the ball, high energy, and we're a wee bit better finishing. The tie would have been done. Morelos missed a good header from about six or seven yards. Golson's missed one at the, the end from a Tavernier cross. And it's these fine lines that actually define what you can actually do going into the next uh, fixtures. Uh, in Armenia Like everything Mark It's about context Because if Rangers had been Winning all their other games And battering every team They come up against And then they have a night like that You can probably just brush it off A lot easier And say well you know what We were below our best But we won the game We were down to 10 men You move on But the Rangers fans Have an increased Level of expectation This season And after some disappointing results They were hoping for something Much more convincing The other night Yeah Without a doubt The players are Under delivering So if you're a Rangers fan I think you've every right To be concerned At the minute Now I don't think anyone's Getting carried away Or writing Rangers off Like was suggested On the show Last night But There is a concern there And it's the Rangers manager Who is coming out And pointing that out That his players Haven't started The way he wants And the results are, Are clearly showing that now it wasn't so long ago It was the other side of the city And Neil Lennon When Celtic crashed out Of the Champions League And there was lacklustre performances At the start of the league Was coming out And saying that the players You know Need to do better And people were jumping on that And saying well He should be backing them And you quickly saw How that unfolded And how those performances Kept coming round Stephen Gerrard's right He wants to eradicate These performances Straight away Get performance le- levels raised Individually And as a team because it's certainly not the standards that he set last year And the standards the Rangers fans yeah. expect Gordon, this week is massive for Rangers You know, they've obviously got to contend with Ross County Which we, we have been up there, Mark yeah. It's not an easy place, it's condensed It's only marginally closer than Armenia <laughs> So you've got to bear that in mind Absolutely, yeah. then you have the travelling issue uh, to Ar- Armenia 
You're not exactly sure what they're going to be doing. I'm led to believe it's going to be a scorching bacon hot over there. They have to contend with the elements there as well. I still think they'll get through the tie, and then they've got the the big fixture next week, the Old Firm game. So it's a massive week for the club. Gordon, yeah, like we said, this is all about what you do versus what you're expected to do. That's why football brings about emotion in fans and pundits, managers and players because you and Mark Wilson stood on Thursday night and I guess it was predictions along the lines of 3-0 Rangers, 4-0 Rangers, this will be done and dusted tonight and um, that's where the disappointment comes from, that 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 wasn't the case Yeah, uh, I think I went as far as 4-0 Gordon and I was very confident of that Um, Stephen Gerrard's come out and had a go at his players and I think rightly so I think it's good management it's the right time it's the beginning of the season there's still plenty of time to go he just needs them to you know get back to performing to the levels they did last year sometimes that takes a bit of time but Stephen Gerrard decided he's identified that they're not up to that level just now and he's asking for a bit more he's asking for a reaction I think they'll go through the tie comfortably I do take on board what the guys are saying about, you know, if they had put the tie to bed on Thursday night, they'd have given them that luxury of maybe taking a, a weakened squad and left a few of the, the top players uh, back in Glasgow. Uh, but I still think they'll, they'll certainly get through it. They'll, that, there's no doubt. But Alex Wright's a big week because it's never easy going to Dingwall. Although they're going up there, firm favourites, it's never easy going there. It's always a battle. And then they've got the travelling and then obviously the big game next Sunday so I think the manager's quite right he always protects his players but he's come out had a little go what he's looking for is a bit of character he's looking for a reaction and I'm sure with the quality in the squad he'll get that Yeah I mean Roger Hanna you you can't really take Dundee United out of the equation or the games against Malmo the thing that's possibly confusing the Rangers fans specifically about the other night is they've not really ever let their level drop in Europe in the first couple of seasons you could accuse them of lots of things domestically but never really in Europe yeah, you do detect the manager's patience is beginning to run a little bit thin Gordon off the back of two defeats to Malmo the defeat at Dundee United and, and a really lethargic performance in Thursday night yes they played more than half the game with 10 men but they were poor they weren't as you see at the standards they've hit in Europe before and it's an enormous week not just for Rangers but for Scottish football because Rangers Celtic Aberdeen St Johnson all have a decent chance of getting through and imagine four teams playing group stage football in Europe right up until Christmas it would help the reputation of the SPFL Premiership it would help that all important coefficient and it would just be really exciting for Scottish football again uh, Roger Hanna's watching Hamilton against Kilmarnock which is getting played this afternoon at the Hamilton Palace as you can tell <laughs> by oh, the, the, lovely, lovely. the good music in the background um, I don't know if Roger has got the power to get that turned down probably not but um, Alex Ray where does this leave Rangers personnel wise <laughs> he's dancing uh, he's dancing um, personnel wise I don't know You can pick out a few features sure. John Lundstrom I'd imagine Is, is going to be a big talking point sure. Amongst Rangers fans Ryan Kent Is he another one yeah. But then maybe on a more positive front Calvin Bassey Yanis Hadji Scott Wright yeah. No no I think there was a few positives The other night Gordon I thought Bassey was excellent uh, When you're looking for that tempo that He continuously was driving up that left flank I thought the introduction of uh, Scott Wright Coming in and partnering uh, Morelos Gave them an opportunity to stretch Their meanings 
So that worked very well as well. So, but you're absolutely right. Uh, John Lundstrom is obviously at a slow, slow start, Gordon. You know, uh, the longer this continues, there'll be speculation what he can bring to the table. Uh, and then obviously Ryan Kent, which is a big surprise for me because he was one of the standout uh, performers last year and he's nowhere near that level. But I have to be honest with you, Gordon, there's a lot of players at Rangers not performing at that level, you know. So it's okay highlighting a couple of guys, which mm. we're doing at the moment, but. I would suggest the majority are not performing at the level and I think that's a source of frustration for Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, that's a fair point because we always try and put two and two together. So people are saying John Lundstrom's struggling because he's just in the door and Ryan Kent's struggling because Leeds want to buy him and Conor Goldson's struggling because his contract hasn't been sorted out. You know... I think people well, look whilst that may be the truth on, sure. on one or two of those instances, it doesn't have to be because of those things, does it? Well, the, the, because there's factors round about people doesn't necessarily believe, uh, translate that you are actually going to be uh, not performing on the pitch, Gordon. Because people have to deal with things on a daily basis. H- having, and I'm only giving Conor Goldson an example. I've been in that position where uh, I had an issue with a contract at the end of my uh, playing days at Wolves, and it really did affect me. And I was at a, a, like kind of a mature. Uh, professional at that time Experienced And it did affect me So uh, I'm not Listen it might not even be that, that mm. But what I'm saying is As a group of players They have to Knuckle down They've got away from the things That they were actually very good at Gordon They were hounding the life out of teams That were playing high energy High pressure And I have to say The the fans And particularly in the second half The other night So when, they, when they're playing at that you, you see it at Parkhead last week as well when there's high energy, there's tempo, the fans buy right mm. into that type of well, thing and they galvanise them. Because Reno's scowl has tweeted and says, I completely disagree with the assessment of Rangers' European performance. First half was lethargic and Lundstrom's mistake is unforgivable. You can't completely disagree then because that's exactly yeah. what you said. Sure. Um, but the second half was as impressive a performance I've seen from a Rangers side. No, no, I have to say, I thought the second half was by far a, a, a marked improvement. I, I said that it galvanised them. You know, there was energy, there was tempo, there was belief. That they relayed into the stands And between the both of them They managed to get a positive result In the end Gordon Because If that had been 0-0 You're thinking to yourself My God Because Hugh touched on it Last night's show The actual uh, level of opponent With the greatest respect Are mm. not really that clever I think Rangers should have been More comfortable on the night And they now have to go And negotiate a difficult me, tie over there There's a, a pattern here Rangers fans are annoyed They're annoyed Privately with their own team They're annoyed at the amount of publicity being given to Celtic at the same time If you're satisfied with one goal in 45 minutes against Alishkert Then you are kidding yourself on Having said that If you go to the Celtic tie I don't think that 2-0 is enough for Celtic To be absolutely certain of going through in the Netherlands I think there are so many concerns at the back And EZ Alkmaar cannot be as lax in front of goal a second time as they were at Celtic Park. Mm. So I think there's a lot for Celtic still to do. They may very well score. They will have to score, I believe, in the Netherlands if they are to go through. But at the back, Starfelt is simply not doing it. And I, I know he's new, but so is Furuhashi. And other players have come in and not looked as ill at ease as Starfelt does. He is a major concern at the back. David Friel, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, looking at the the Celtic game during the week, you know, I agree with you in the sense that you know, going forward, absolutely, you know, rampant at times. But definitely, as a worry coming back the way, and I think on the basis, Celtic have scored more goals, but especially when the second half, where Starfield gets caught after having done so in the first half. 
think Joe Hart comes out now as angle the ball gets placed over the bar, but you can't imagine Alkmaar will be like that over over in Holland. So I would think Celtic need to score at least one goal over there just to be sure of getting through. God, I'm actually just looking at the the Celtic substitutes. No Lee Griffiths today again. Well, uh, no. speculation today that uh, Celtic are about to offer Hibbs Lee Griffith plus money to get Kevin Nisbet. We don't need to go into the the meticulous details of the Griffiths case. However, he has become a problem for Celtic because. A group of supporters A percentage of supporters And it's not for me to establish the exact percentage But a percentage of supporters Don't want to see him on the park for Celtic again So he has become a problem And also a solution to the Nisbet situation If Celtic offer proper money Proper money for Nisbet Bearing in mind his international status Plus Griffiths will see what Jack Ross and Ron Gordon more importantly think about that. On the subject of transfers, Roger Hanna, Rangers have added. There's been a lot of focus in the last couple of weeks about who's going to leave and are players going to move on and is the player trading model going to be kick-started? But at the moment, it's the signing of Janino Bakuna that's come into the building. Yeah, that, uh, the player Rangers have been tracking for over a year, midfielder, forward-going midfielder from Huddersfield Town. I think Stephen Gerrard is keen to, to add more goals to that midfield three. Stephen Davis, of course, scored in Malmo early on the season, but doesn't get too many. Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, when he's fit, doesn't get too many. Even the likes of Scott Arfield has, has maybe get as many as some supporters would have, would have expected. So I think Bakuna is one who will look to contribute to get up in support of the centre forward and, and make an impact at Rangers this season. Uh, and signing news this afternoon David Friel on the way in Stopped for my breakfast as you would do And noticed Celtic had announced the signing of Josip Juranovic You know what social media is like these days Was he clocked having breakfast in the Blythewood or something this morning So uh, these things don't stay secret for long um, But Celtic identifying one of the positions that they quite simply had to Yeah I think Celtic's right back Chase has gone on longer than the Eddie Howe Chase Almost but yeah he's in the door and Great pedigree, Gordon, you know, a Croatian internationalist, played in the 3-1 win over Scotland during the summer. He's signed a five-year deal. I think he's pacey, dynamic. Spoke to a couple of people in Poland over the last couple of weeks just about him. He loves to get forward. You saw his goal against Slavia Prague during the week. So I think he's going to go there to, to challenge Anthony Ralston. But if we talk about Celtic's progress in the last couple of weeks, Anthony Ralston's been one of Celtic's best players. So I don't think he'll be easy to, to budge in the short term, but I would imagine long term, Juranovic will become the first choice right back. Yeah, that's one of the names that's a standout at the moment, Gordon D. Ellen. There are a few. What are you looking forward to seeing most today? If I made you pick one, is it the rejuvenated Anthony Ralston? Is it Kyogo because everyone's talking about him? Is it Odson Edward because it might be one of his last games in a Celtic shirt? What, what are you looking forward to see? Um, a, a, a bit of everything, Gordon. I'm looking forward to style of football. I'm looking forward to see how the two full-backs can into the middle of the park to make the overloads work for them how they, how they work that out uh, I'm looking forward to the way Turnbull can open up defences I just think that Celtic um, I, sp- I was speaking to Mark he was here on Wednesday night watching them obviously you watch them on TV or, but it's better watching them at the stadium and the pace that Mark was saying they're playing at so it's just it's been a long time since I've seen them live um, Edward's a, a, a mystery one to me because I just think he's starting to look around. I think he likes what's going on. Yeah, if the money comes in, it's right. Then he'll probably move on. But if the window closes, he's still here. I think he could buy into this. So I'm really looking at that. I agree with you. I think the jury's out in Starfield. I think that um, he's not hit the ground running like the other ones. 
Abata's another one that's in today. He's got bags of pace, young guy, full of energy. But don't write St Mirren off. Jim Goodwin's very good at his job. He'll know how good Celtic are just now. He'll know their threats. He'll come here with a game plan. I just think we're in for a terrific afternoon of football. I'm delighted to be sitting in the fresh air, waiting for three o'clock to come, watching football in front of a full stadium again. Doesn't get any better. He sounds he sounds absolutely delighted oh, to be there. Nonsense. Fresh air sitting there It's a miserable day for football actually But you know what We're never going to moan about these things again Because we maybe took it for granted And people were desperate to get back out and about to football games And now you can So if you're going to one this afternoon Make sure you enjoy it We will go back around the grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Fast approaching kickoff on a Saturday afternoon So let's go back around the grounds And get a flavour of the build-up Celtic taking on St Mirren In the east end of Glasgow Remember no Jim Goodwin today Positive test for him So he is having to isolate And Lee Sharp will take the team How do opposition teams approach this at the moment? Because we saw the Hearts game was a a particularly interesting one Where it was about as one-sided a first half as you'll ever see I think it was 82% possession but then they, they managed to cause some problems in the second half And actually a 3-2 scoreline was fairly close obviously How, how do St Mirren approach this today? Well I mean looking at sides who have came and tried to perhaps sit in against this formation It doesn't work um, If you go all out then you leave yourself exposed to the three up front And the midfield three that are particularly attacking for Celtic as well It's very difficult, Alex touched on it before You expect St Mirren to try and pack that midfield area and restrict space You know the Celtic three in there with McGregor probably anchoring it And Turnbull and Christie either side of him To try and restrict the space as much as possible From them dropping in the holes and try to pick passes through to Kyogo I think will be key Of course then you give up wider areas for Ralston and, and Taylor um, So it's incredibly difficult uh, to, to try and Stop that kind of flow of attack But what is interesting Dazzle said it today I was blown away With the full backs And how Celtic play And that presents Another challenge Because If they do go with that Five across the midfield And the full backs Go that narrow way Like Ralston coming into A midfield role it Automatically drags One of those midfielders Out to go and engage with Ralston Which allows Turnbull and Christie To play in behind him So It's a tough job for Lee Sharp Standing on the touchline there I wonder how much communication Jim Goodwin will have with him Because it's, it's incredibly difficult Pictures may be A few seconds behind And maybe a message Might not get across quick enough So A tall order for the Samaritan players This afternoon Okay I'm sure we'll revisit Celtic Park very soon Livingston against Motherwell David Friel there are various ways to go about your season We've seen loads of teams have a good start Then tail off or vice versa So it's still extremely early But psychologically how important Is getting that first league win of the season For either of these two? Yeah it's huge And I do think I agree with you earlier on I think Motherwell are under a bit more pressure Because I think Livy's surge again To the quarterfinal last week Has just alleviated some pressure off them And, and they're probably the harder start as well Than Motherwell did And I think Graham Alexander just wants a result to ignite his season. I was looking back and Motherwell won 2-0 here last year, last October, last season. But there's only two survivors, Tony Watt and Mark Ahara are the only two survivors from the 11 that started that day. Stephen Donald's injured, Nathan McGinley on the bench, etc. Barry Maguire injured. So there's been a lot of upheaval, a lot of change, but that only you can only kind of make those sort of excuses for so long. I think Motherwell really need to get their, their season up and running, start getting a partner play, start getting a... 
real identity this season and, and there's, there's no better place to start than today but it will be hard on this plastic pitch against a team a Livingston team who are so tenacious you know they don't have a lot of height as I mentioned last, last week but they get stuck in and they don't give you a minute That is quite incredible isn't it Hugh Keevans that that Scottish football in the summer revamp in a nutshell David Field telling us that when Motherwell won at Livingston 2-0 last year there are only two in fact, last season it was. There are only two surviving members of that team play today. And maybe the Motherwell fans have failed to take that into account when uh, they have been so critical of their manager. However, they are a community club. They are the club. And if they don't like what they're seeing, they are entitled, within the bounds of decency, to make their feelings known. Now, for Graham Alexander, the strength of the protest uh, at Dens Park, from what I Read of it uh, was quite concerning. And well, wait, when you say that, what, what, what do you mean? You, well, you use the word protest. It was not just fans booing because their team well, got knocked out the cup. Going to the 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 the, uh, the area where the players go up the tunnel. Uh, I think that's to, where they were housed, though, because they were in that that stand behind well, the goal. I, no, I, the, not behind the goal. The oh main right, stand. Okay. I give you what I I read of it. That nearly a thousand people were giving them dogs abuse. Now these things. Grow. They have a habit of growing. Alex being in the managerial position where people are on your back. He needs a result and a performance, and he really needs it today at Livingston because Livingston uh, no points from two games. However, David Martindale, the whole club, um, they, they don't lie low for long. So it's a big afternoon for Mother, even this early in the season. Uh, our featured championship match Hamilton against Kilmarnock You'll be fast approaching kick-off there Roger Hanna How important for the Hamilton Ackies fans Who've been concerned at their start to the season That they see something today it's, Let's be honest It's too early to judge a new manager Who's just in the door But it's, it's, it's nice to, to feel like things might Be given a, a kick up the backside Yeah, I was here a couple of weeks ago As I said for the defeat to Morton And the Ackies fans were not pleased It was a poor performance a poor result, not what they wanted from their, their first home league game of the season, if you like. Um, I think they'll expect better under Stuart Taylor today. It'll be interesting to see how they go about. A couple of changes to the side. One player who does keep his place is young wing-back George Stanger. His father, Scottish Sporting Royalty here in front of me this afternoon. Tony Stanger scored the winning try for Scotland at Murrayfield in 1990 when they last won the Grand Slam. I know Daz is a big rugby fan, as you know. He'll be very jealous. He's not here to quiz Tony about it this afternoon. But Tony's here to watch his son. Decent young player, the bad news unfortunately is he's declared for New Zealand, he's played through the age group for New Zealand, they will undoubtedly I think go on and win senior caps for New Zealand, qualifies through his mother, so we've got a Scottish sports star here and his son's turned his back on us. Honestly, let's get, is there anything about Scottish sport Roger Hanna doesn't know, I can just imagine Gordon DL nodding off at the mention of the, the rugby there, but not, not, not everyone feels the same, so I think we'll leave it there, we're going to go back to Celtic Park ahead of kick-off next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Atmosphere building all around the country. We've got some fantastic games looking ahead to this afternoon. Celtic against St Mirren. We've got Livy Motherwell, our featured championship games. Hamilton against Kilmarnock. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Big fixtures all up and down the country, up and down the leagues as well. But I can see the atmosphere certainly building in the east end of Glasgow. So let's go back to Celtic Park. We can catch up with Alison Conroy and Gordon Deal. At the capacity crowd for this game against St Mirren this afternoon, waiting for the teams 
to come out the tunnel ahead of kick-off. Celtic will start with Joe Hart in goal. A back four of Anthony Ralston, Carl Starfelt, Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor. Then up with the three of Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor and David Turnbull. With Kyogo Furuhashi and Leal Abada supporting Odson Edward up top. The bench for Celtic's day will be Bain, Beaton, Ayeti, Soro, Rogic, Ohagidi and Montgomery. For St Mirren, Jack Anik in goal. Back four, Scott Tanzer, Joe Shocknessy, Connor McCarthy and Marcus Fraser. Then the midfield of Jamie McGrath, Alan Power, Ethan Erahon and Greg Kilty. Ryan Flynn supporting the lone striker of Curtis Main. The bench for St Mirren, Tate, Brophy, McPherson, McAllister, Finlayson, Erwin and Linus. The referee for this one is Willie Collum as Celtic come out the tunnel, followed by St Mirren. Gordon Diel, what are you expecting this afternoon, given what we've seen, particularly from Celtic, in the last few games? Yeah, I'm interested to see this new brand of football that everyone's talking about. I think the Celtic fans have bought into the new manager now. A lot of question marks when he came in. Who was he? Never heard of him. Well, he's surely turned this around in a month. And what a fantastic job he's doing so far. Yes, I like the way he comes out and he talks. He says it's still early. He's still players to come in. He's still to build another you know, his squad up to being really, really strong. But so far, middle to front, I think every Celtic fan, and it's great to see fans back in the ground, Alison, I've got to say, I think every Celtic fan loves coming along here just now, watching this brand of football. But as you said earlier, St Mern ain't just here to make up the numbers. I know they're minus their manager. He's got the best view of everyone. He's sitting there watching it on the TV, on a stream. If it ain't going right, just pull the plug, Jim, and just forget about it. But uh, I think it's going to be a long afternoon for St Mern. I really do. I think Celtic will come out the traps. Christie's back in the team. Bit of freshness there. Obviously a bad a bit of pace, the two lads up top and the midfield of the McGregor and Turnbull look to dominate this game. And I'd just like to say, Alison, Mark Wilson never answers for me. <laughs> and uh, St Mirren make Celtic switch sides ahead of kick-off here as well. I mean, for Celtic as well, in fact, Tom Rogic drops out this afternoon. James Forrest drops out completely. It shows how strong a squad that... Um, and Postecoglou has at the moment that he can drop Tom Rogic because he's in such fine form but he's thinking yeah, about and this it's game not against his It's not young boys he's bringing in, it's yeah. quality players Alison as you'll see this afternoon. As Willie Collum gets us underway here at Celtic Park, it's Celtic against St Mirren. Goal flashes with Aspire Industrial Services, leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear. And just like that, we are up and running on a Saturday afternoon, three o'clock kickoffs, two in the Premiership, loads down the divisions, and four big games to look ahead to tomorrow as well. So, without further ado, Hugh Kevens, I said it a couple of weeks ago, we've only got three featured games. Surely, between the three of you, you can come up with an ACA that at least closely resembles what will happen. At five o'clock What are you going for this afternoon? I'm going out on a limb And saying that Celtic will beat St Mirren No way I'm taking Livy and Motherwell to be a draw And I'm taking Kilmarnock to spoil Stuart Taylor's first day at work As the Hamilton Aggies manager So home at Celtic Draw at Livy And away at Hamilton Well I am going to um, <laughs> Add a wee bit of Meat to the bones And I'm going to go for Celtic Minus two I fancy oh them God, strongly yes. oh. I'm going to go for Motherwell to win But both teams to score In that fixture I think Motherwell will edge this it is, though This is starting to sound like a guy Who's got a, a vested interest in this <laughs> and, Away and, uh, from the show Please gamble responsibly I will go for Kilmarnock To beat Hamilton 
Uh, over 7.5 corners in the first half <laughs> First yellow card Alex Ray I'm going to go for Celtic Gordon I'm going to go for Motherwell And I'm going to go for Kamala I changed it up a little bit Because I had the same as you But I obviously can't go for the same one <laughs> yeah, There we go then You can stay in touch all afternoon At Clyde SSB on Twitter We will open the lines a bit later on as well And you can have your say on the phones But in the meantime Sit back Enjoy We'll keep you up to speed on what's going on And I'm sure there will be one or two pieces of nonsense as well as the afternoon progresses. Will, will we get this out of the way nice and early, yeah. Hugh, just so that we've got a bit of a bit of time to let people? Because how's about this for? What's the saying? Hugh, self praise is no praise. Correct. Um, the person who will rename, remain nameless in the back room team here, who yeah. helps you with the teaser, because I know you're the, the brains behind yeah, it, yeah. says this is the best teaser that you've ever produced. Right. Oh. Apparently, so let's find out. The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Need to listen carefully to this one Bit of intricate wording in this question Since season 1995-96 There have been five pairs of players Who played together in a league match for an old firm team who share the exact same surname. Give me the full names of those 10 players. Since season 95-96, five pairs of players have played together in a league match for an old firm team who share the exact same surname. What a question that is At Clyde SSB Send your answers in You need to put all the answers On one tweet Send it to At Clyde SSB And do so quicker than everyone else That's how you win The first half teaser So uh, Fairly straightforward I don't think you need to explain Any further But for instance If Celtic went and signed Someone else called Edward And he played next week They, they would be one of the answers So along uh, those lines It might be that they're related It might be that they're not You know It's, it's really up to you We're just looking for the answers at Clyde SSB and we're looking for you to do it quickly so send them over Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are very excited they think that they're making progress <laughs> yeah we've got one with this I've never seen I'm so excited honestly <laughs> just Wait, something just clicked there yeah 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 can, yeah. We, can we have a, a refereeing yes can you turn that round and show Godnap please uh, yeah probably one of them yeah uh, two of them I think oh two so we've got three just wait and see oh, How's that it's Just that wait Dolphy. and see Dolphy. Uh, Goals going in down south I always look for the, the Scottish slant Remember Florian Camberry Remember him yeah, Anyone yes, Played yes, for various yeah. clubs up here Rangers and Aberdeen and Hibs He's scored For Sheffield Wednesday Nicky Cadden Twin brother of Chris Cadden Who's at Hibs He has scored for Forest Green Down the road as well That's so, a good move for Camberry uh, Sheffield Wednesday's a right big club you know, Would it be unfair to suggest that Florian Camberry's got a very good agent Is that is that harsh? <laughs> well let's just think again. It generally gets very good moves Yeah Yeah He certainly does And I, I mean I think When he was there at is, Hibs There is obviously a player in there isn't oh, there When he was at Hibs I thought was a handful. He the majority of the time Yeah he looked good He scored some eye-catching goals He was a handful But he went slightly off the ball Even his spell at Rangers I thought he, he looked like he, he he stood out at times um, But then he's just went off the ball a did, bit But did, a good move Alex right Did he not play He played in Braga I think for Rangers Didn't he One of the big European games yeah, I, think I think he, he played did, yeah. and, and did pretty well So 
Yeah, anyway, he scored for Sheffield Wednesday. That's that's probably the earliest we've ever gone off on a tangent on a Saturday afternoon. Four oh, four minutes past three. Well, and we're doing a deep, they're actually 2-0 now. A, a deep dive into the career of Florian Camberry. <laughs> there you go. Things you never thought you would discuss. Um, anything early on to tell us about at Celtic Park, Mark? Well, there was a lovely ball, Hugh, come into the box from St Mirren. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I think that's probably their best option. I said to Mark, you know, you asked Mark about how uh, St Mirren would go about this. I think it's a real important day for uh, Curtis Main because for them to get up the pitch, he has to hold the ball up and allow uh, McGrath and, and Kilty to get up and support. But Celtic are pretty much dominating possession. And not to jinx Celtic this early on, but Why not? what I witnessed, <laughs> well, for obvious reasons, <laughs> but what I witnessed the other night. Especially at set pieces I thought they looked much stronger um, Probably better organised They dropped at the same time They defended well They defended the first ball well And the second ball well In that instance St Mirren got a wee nick on that But they looked In a better position to defend it and First chance a, for yeah. Celtic They'll cut back to the edge of the box David Turnbull oh. And it's an absolute rocket Off the post That would have been An outstanding strike To open the scoring wow. It comes crashing back Off the woodwork Alex Ray Yeah you have to say It was a great ball uh, Inside right Gordon The full back Is onto it Like a flash It was what a lovely a ball By Ralston to Abada he puts it on a plate of the 18-yard box. Turnbull takes a touch and he wraps it with Whoa. unbelievable pace and power. Keeper, no chance. That's really that's a real let-off for St Mirren. Close te- great technique here. Yeah, terrific. Um, again, Anthony Ralston having this incredible resurgence. Uh, terrific ball there. Uh, Turnbull did all he could, but the post get in the way. So Celtic are doing what they should be doing. Six minutes into the game, they are... Proving the, the, the gulf between the teams uh, But It ain't Settled until you get goals Do you know what story I liked from this week Hugh? We went round earlier on and Said we'll speak about the biggest story So maybe this one isn't isn't the biggest But it's definitely the one that would have raised The most amount The, the, the chuckle um, yeah. Because we've got I'm sure you saw this on social media So Partick Thistle were sent the championship yes. oh, winning dear, flag dear. That was meant to be sent to Hearts And it <laughs> arrives at Partick Thistle So someone in the Firhill mail room If that's such a thing Opens up this parcel And it's got Heart of Midlothian FC Singe Championship winners 2020-2021 They of course took to Twitter saying yeah. Hiya Jam Tarts <laughs> uh, The SPFL sent us a present yesterday But we think it might be for you it's embarrassing I mean it's a, a I funny do feel sorry for the poor person Who clearly just put it in the wrong envelope you right. know, it's, it's nothing more than but, that but. but at the end of the day They are the SPFL They are responsible for all four leagues They were not wanted at any of the flag celebrations At uh, Tynecastle or at Firhill uh, So these flags have already been unfurled I take it you're given one for uh, the, the purpose of putting it up inside the stadium And another one mm. for putting up a flagpole outside But it's a stupid thing to do It did get me thinking though There's always something that we can piggyback on the back of In Scottish football on a Saturday afternoon What's the weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail? That's what we've got to, We've got to throw it out to the listeners Can you compete with the wrong championship flag that was sent to Partick Thistle? What is the weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail? I'm a bit scared about the answers to this question <laughs> um, but we'll see how we get on now it could be just that you've ordered something online and it came and it was something completely different or indeed just a, a weird piece of mail or post whatever it is in tribute to the SPFL and Partick Thistle and Hearts what is the weirdest thing 
you've ever received in the mail You can send it over at Clyde SSB We actually put a picture up We photoshopped Hugh Keevans as a delivery man uh, So you can reply to that Or you can send us a tweet What is the weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail I, I think my uh, West Side Story CD The Japanese one, remember? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of g- giving it to Kyogo uh, Speaking of weird things received in the mail You've told the story before Did George Bowie not see to it That you got yes. certain pieces of yes. mail sent to your uh, house? I, I got one which uh, was from uh, a hair clinic I got another one which was from Alec, what we shall refer to as a gentleman's club. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, I got another one. This is all in the same week, incidentally. I got another one from a stairlift company. So Bowie was at the heart, at the heart of it all. Brilliant. There is a joke in there somewhere about the order in which you visit those three in, but <laughs> I'll just stay away from it since it's a family show. And I am nervous about the replies. Uh, to that tweet But I'm sure we can come up with something What's the weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail Do you know what I actually feel like I've got loads of these Because We get weird stuff sent in here all the time Remember the guy sent me a mouse Because Not 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 the animal the, A computer mouse Because he complained yes, That my mouse was too loud yeah. yes. He said he could, he could hear it And it was <laughs> doing his nothing yeah, So he sent me a new uh. computer mouse And actually I keep the, I keep the best ones Because we, You know And I've, I've got this here I will cherish this Forever Because if anything The mouse? If, no no oh. Apart from the mouse If anything sums up the madness That encapsulates this show This is it I have a, a card in front of me Hugh And I've kept yeah. it in my desk All this time And it says in the front Congratulations This is from last year It got sent in um, Addressed to me and the team Congratulations It says in the front And it was sent around the time That Neil Lennon lost his job As, as a Celtic manager mm. You open up the card and it says again, congratulations inside to you. It's got a wee bird holding up a wee banner oh, that says yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Started well. And then the handwriting says, congratulations, little boys. And then little boys is quite, it's got a few underlines, quite sinister. Mm. And then it says, you have played your part in a man amongst men losing his job. Shame on you. And that's been underlined as well. Yeah. So uh, no, we, I, I, I we pres- were responsible I, for it. And I kept the card because I just thought it was magnificent. I presume there was no uh, address. <laughs> no, there is an initial at the bottom. But um, yes. you, do you want to know even, yeah, I, I read this out unusual. at the time and I put it on Twitter. Um, but there, ha- there has been a development on this since. I went into a popular supermarket. You all know the type. And I saw this very card. And it's like 29p. That was all, uh, that was all we were sums them up. Oh, but yeah. there we go. So the weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail... I, I remember out. my early days here at Super Scoreboard and I was on Beat the Pundit, I think, and I I says a silly answer and it was <laughs> oh, it sound like which sport is anyway, some somebody associated with it. And I said canoeing because I'm sure it was the Olympics or Commonwealth Games on <laughs> at the no time. That, that was incorrect, <laughs> unbelievably. And two weeks later I got told there was a parcel at the door for me. And it was a full oar, a canoe <laughs> oar. Somebody had sent and it, it sat <laughs> in the office. Yeah, it did, I remember that. About a year or something. I don't know where it's went. So someone in this office so is probably oar. taking a home an oar. There we go. That we're just paying tribute to the SPFL, a slight mix up, sending the wrong flag out to Partick Thistle at the weekend. So in tribute to them. I'm sure you can do some great stuff with this on Twitter. What's the strangest, weirdest thing? You've ever received in the mail We'll get back to that Celtic nil St Mirren nil Livy nil Motherwell nil And goalless in our featured Championship match Between Hamilton And Kilmarnock as well um, Hugh it's, it's sort of What you'd expect at Celtic It's, yeah. it's Celtic attacking And St Mirren Trying to stand firm Yeah the, the, So far we've had The terrific shot From Turnbull Come off the post uh, Jack Anik he Could do nothing At all about it But the post saved him And a St Mirren free kick Which was uh, efficiently dealt with by the, the Celtic defence that uh, myself and most others have 
arrived at the conclusion is not yet good enough. Uh, but they dealt efficiently with it. But the, the possession stats, I would imagine, would be something like 90%, 10%. Yeah, when you summed that up there, Gordon, Celtic attacking and St Mirren defending, it's the usual. We've seen that so many times last year, you know, Celtic attacking, but... It wasn't really like this. There's such a marked difference from Celtic as we see lovely interplay at the edge of the box. Edward just brought down right in the edge, but everything, you know, the pass from Ralston into Abada to get him in behind, Turnbull and Christie's little oh. one-twos round the box into Edward. It's a different Celtic side. So quick, so slick. And that's what's exciting the fans. It is, Alex, because yeah. I was along working at the Hearts game last week and people this is where I think people get confused or jump on the language no one is saying because how could you it's only a couple of games in no one is saying this Celtic team is better than Brendan Rodgers team or anything like that but but they they are more intense in their attack than any Celtic team for for a long period of time that might not translate into anything they might not win anything this season so don't accuse people of getting carried away when they're not but, but this is different They do it, they attack yeah. In a different way From what yeah. they used to There's a real purpose And imagination In about the box That that little ball By Christie Then Edward uh, Was absolutely top drawer And the, the When you come up Against a packed defence in, in a really solid midfield You're looking for That little bit of craft So when you have McGregor And you have Turnbull Bearing down Gordon You need that little bit Of creativity And you're, and you're seeing it In abundance In the opening 13 minutes here You know Some million guys Are kind of exasperated Last minute uh, tackles And things When you look at that Front line Abada one side Kyogo the other Edward In behind them Turnbull and Christie And McGregor's your sitting midfielder Who Could quite easily play that one forward as well It's uh, It's what the Celtic fans are loving just now And the full backs Like we say When they tuck in It's an extra bodies in midfield And they overwhelm uh, You know other midfields If St Mirren's got five in there They quickly outnumber them And that's how they're finding their wee hole So it's it's good to watch But like you says We're 13 minutes in It's no good unless you You yeah. score at the right times Yeah Otherwise it'll finish Nil-nil mm. Only 13 minutes in though As you say yeah. So let's not um, oh, Perhaps worry about that too I, much yet I don't have time for circumspection <laughs> Get to the end of the story um, St Mirren are in the Celtic half Have not seen it for a few moments now so they're trying to, to make something happen already though Alex th- this is how ridiculous the first half was last week already St Mirren have offered more in the first half than Hearts did last week now Hearts yeah. went on to get two goals and fair play to them but at times last week it, it genuinely was a, a training exercise where Hearts couldn't sure. get out of their own final third yeah Gordon just said that it was so important for Curtis Main to try and hold the ball up so that they can get up and get a little bit of a breather they have to try and get a few passes Hearts didn't offer that at all last week St Mirren seemed to be negotiating a little bit better but it's not really alleviating the pressure that's coming at the other end now with Celtic after wave after wave at the moment uh, you know and, and you fear for them over over the what is it an hour and 15 minutes to go yeah I mean here they come again I mean it's wave after wave and the way they cut St Mirren open ways here and what a block actually that is is it Shaughnessy it's a, a last uh, last ditch block there bad a shot from the edge of the box it, just over it's comic book stuff it's men throwing themselves on grenades here you know the, the, we've already had uh, two blocks now and a post saving St Mirren uh, Celtic just Going through the gears Look as if they're enjoying themselves Gordon you know the feature as well See when Abada gets down that right hand side He's he's cutting the ball back to lovely weighted balls To the midfielders or Late arriving uh, strikers so, so the movement They've obviously been working on this uh, Because the St Mirren defenders are dropping deep And as soon as the midfielders take a touch They're having to throw themselves to make up that ground 
Uh, yeah, so Celtic very much in the ascendancy, but still goalless, as the guys have pointed out. Similar story, um, Livingston against Motherwell. And also our featured championship match, Hamilton against Kilmarnock. In fact, I don't think there's any goals anywhere in Scotland yet, unless I've missed one, um, which is entirely possible. But I will tell you as soon as one does hit the back of the net, we'll get Hugh's teaser going. We're also asking you for... Mm. The weirdest thing you've ever received in the mail We're paying tribute to the SPFL Who sent the championship flag Meant for hearts To Partick Thistle And so we're seeing what you can come up with I must admit As feared A lot of the responses are not suitable for a family show So there we go (laughs) I should know better by now But eventually we'll we'll sift through them And we do have an opening goal at Celtic Park Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com Celtic 1, St Mirren 0, 17 on the clock And it's Lael Abada, one of the summer signings Cut in from the right, unleashed a left-footed drive Towards the top corner Jack Annick got a hand on it But it ends up in the top corner of the net And Celtic lead by a goal to nil, Hugh Keevans Jack Annick has a part to play I think Abada's been a terrific signing He's dangerous in every game But Jack Annick, it's right through his hands It is a horrible mistake from the goalkeeper uh, all credit to Abada All credit to Celtic They have dominated for 17 minutes But that one is down to the goalkeeper Well the good thing is You can tell him all about it Because he's in here with you On Friday Correct. night So yes. that'll be good fun Oh you play that Or maybe he won't be I don't yeah. know That's the plan at the moment But anyway yeah. Mark Wilson like, Celtic are ahead Yeah And it was coming You know Since the start of the game It was wave after wave And Abada has been at the centre Of everything good Celtic's done This afternoon He comes in and he's left And that's been a real plus I think he's a winger that can go both ways. Electric pace, but he's always coming into the box. I was just touching yeah. it a minute ago. And he unleashes a decent shot, but obviously Annick should save it. But I mean, Alex, two things can coexist here. That is good fortune in a way for Celtic because Jack Annick should have saved it. But it's also been coming at the same time. Yeah, I said it. I said it would be a long afternoon for St. Mirren the way the game's panned out in the open 16, 17 minutes, Gordon. However... Alan Power has just been sent off for St Mirren Talk about it being a long afternoon They are down to 10 men Uh, Alan Power has been given a straight red card uh, For a challenge on David Turnbull So with 18 minutes on the clock Celtic already one up St Mirren one down obviously Alan Power has produced a challenge on David Turnbull And he's been given a straight red card We know he's no shrinking violet generally He... Is a, a robust player um, But we'll get a look at it And see if it was justified He does come steaming in At a fair rate of knots Mark is that Well, Is that a red for you? Um, I mean he's, well, a, he, he's genuinely mm-hmm. astonished And I know players do that But he's walking away as if yeah, This is a yellow He doesn't even look at Willie Collum And then he, re- he realises that, that it's a red I've certainly seen yellows Been given for that Now unless We've seen it once Willie Collum gets to see it once He comes in very quick He's, he's slightly no high But I think He would be disappointed That's a red card uh, I mean it is, it is high To start off Where he's off the ground But I Again well, I think, yeah, and I tackles think, have, have gone so much that I think you've been generous to him I, I think it is a red card Really? Yeah I think he's one of these Tattooed bearded Hard cases that it gets oh, it. Oh, let's let's not get personal because that's got nothing to do with it. That's unfair. It gets it wrong. Uh, that's his game, though. That is his not game. That again, but you know, it's a mistime tackle. Let, let's not let's it not catastrophise this. Potentially, potentially dangerous for David Turnbull. I think it is a red card. But, but every tackle's potentially dangerous if you if you take it in that respect. I get he was quick. And referees have to take that into consideration. The speed of the tackle, if he was out of control, if it was reckless. 
I personally think David Turnbull was just too quick for him. He's seen the tackle coming, he knocks it by him, and it did start high, but every tackle starts mm. high. I think he is unfortunate to get red for that. Alex? Yeah, no, not for me, Gordon. Uh, clearly he's late, and uh, you look at Turnbull as well, uh, and uh, listen... A lot of people walk away from all sorts of tackles. For me, he's clearly late. Tumble got up and, and, and carried on. Yeah, I mean, that is besides the point, no, though, isn't it? No, no, that, but I'm just trying to give a bit of context. Some people might not see this, Gordon. We're trying to explain to them how we're actually seeing it at the moment. And for me, if you're going to do that, because the amount of, ta- people, the amount mm-hmm. of times that people are late with tackles, Gordon, you know, it's, it's hardly high. You know, he's caught him down about, like, the foot level. I know when he starts, Mark, but uh, listen, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's a yellow all day long. Does he have to fly in like that, Mark? Just from a say you're St Mirren's perspective, because what do they say? Control the controllables. You can't guarantee that a referee will see a, an incident the way that you want to see it. Yeah. But was it was that necessary? No, I it mean, certainly wasn't. And that'll be the thing. Jim Goodwin will be sitting watching this, thinking, "What on earth is he thinking yeah. when he's flying into that?" Because he's got David Turnbull wide. It's not like a James Forrest and a Bada who has got blistering pace. Uh, you know, power could have Hold stood up. Hold on a minute, we've got another one of these. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. We're a quarter of the way through, and Leela Bada's on a hat trick. It's a cross from Greg Taylor, a header from Leela Bada. You don't get many of them yeah. from your traditional winger, but he's got his second of the afternoon, Celtic second of the afternoon, and they lead St Mirren by two goals to nil. St Mirren are down to 10 men as well. What's longer than a long afternoon, Hugh Evans? A very long afternoon. <laughs> Uh, and you know, a bad head down into the ground, and Jack Anik could do nothing about it. Uh, so it's your worst nightmare, basically. Um, and they've got three quarters of the game still to go. So the the onus on Celtic, I think, is to if it's not already wrapped up, have it wrapped up by half time, and give Ange Postecoglou the option of changing things about with. Is it out more in mind? Is that why you're told to head the ball down towards the ground, Mark? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't a brilliant header. I don't think you have to pretend otherwise. But he's, he's done well to get himself in there. He's got purchase on it and it goes down, which allows it to bounce up and into yeah. the back of the net. Little skid on that from the, the water on the ground. But I've got to say, it's a terrific move again from Celtic. Kyogo plays it down, down the line, down the, the 18 yard line for Taylor, who's on that underlap and run. Terrific ball from Taylor. And what Alex again was talking about is Abada gets in at the back post, he comes in narrow uh, and he's there again. So he's been a great signing so far. Kyogo gets all the headlines and rightly so, but Abada's not far behind him because Celtic needed a winger who could add mm. goals and consistently. I mean, they had Scott Sinclair in years gone by, James Forrest who was injured. They missed a large portion uh, of the season and, and goals through him. But Abada is adding to... Mm. What Celtic need at the minute He's, he's, he's 19 Alex yeah. So no one's going to pretend He's the finished article And we all know that Every winger in the world Is uh, you know Inconsistent as well But for him to come here At this age And contribute as much As he has goals wise yeah. already It's a good return isn't it Gordon uh, I think a few years ago We were actually talking About James Forrest And why guys contributing Sinclair was another one So once you get the People contributing a, a lot of goals From a wider area It takes the pressure Off the striker he naturally tracks the back post, as, as we've seen there. From a Samaritan perspective, it's a stood up, and for him to get a free header without any anybody even getting near him, it's poor from Samaritan's point of view. But this boy scored four goals in seven games. Now we speak about players getting up and running yeah. a new club. Four goals in his open seven games. 
And we've got uh, just over an hour and five minutes to go, Gordon. This is a long, long afternoon for St Mirren. Uh, Dumbarton nil, Cove Rangers 2. A quick fire double for Cove. Mitch Meganson with the first. Robbie Leach has added a second. There was another one I wanted to... Oh, it wasn't down. It wasn't up here. It was Jack Grealish has scored, I think, for Man City. I'm sure they won't overreact to that at all. South of the border, Hugh. No, not at all. They only cost 100 million. Uh, St Mirren are playing a dangerous game they, they, They're giving Willie Collum the chance to send another one off For uh, what, you? Well, no, no. But no I, think, I think you've seen that, that, that If anything, Kyogo was trying desperately to buy that, was he not? I'm not sure about that at all yeah. I, was judging the, I was judging the facial reactions of Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here do you think that's a foul ref? Kyogo ran in, into the back here. Yeah. It was Erehon and he, he went down. Um, As if he'd been uh, shot. Yeah, I think that was pretty soft. Well, Willie Collum agree agrees. To disagree. Willie Collum agrees with me. <laughs> what, what a duel that what, is. What, yeah. what have I just said? But <laughs> <laughs> well, that says it all. Samaritan are playing a dangerous game with playing the ball out the back. I mean, you don't want to invite Celtic onto you. Like that Because they're so intricate and, oh, oh, yeah, Callum McGregor by. fires one by this time This is Yeah they've got so many options At the edge of the box Gordon You've got guys who are Kind of very yep. good for You know that one's cut back again To uh, McGregor He tries to cut it into the top corner He's about a foot wide mm. And uh, he's unlucky there uh, Peter Head and Elliot Drew 1 Rhys McCabe Has put them in front In what? that one One of my star signings At breaking Rhys McCabe Rhys McCabe Yeah he was in I- he's got Ireland for a bit. He came yet To breaking And yeah, he was, he was obviously a level above us Hugh, remind us of the question Because we've only got one tweeter Who's got all the correct answers oh, so far So okay. we need to get our fingers out Since 95-96 uh, There have been five pairs of players Who played together in a league match For an old firm team And they shared the exact same surname Since season 95-96 Five pairs of players have played together In a league match for an old firm team Who share The exact same surname Okay Let's work our way through Some of the wrong answers Gordon Wilson wants to throw in The Hendersons Liam And Ewan I don't remember them playing together They did not play together That's why they're not on the list um, I'll tell you what though Quite a few are giving this a, a real good go But the Henderson one is Throwing a few people off Um I mean, we scooch has gone for Gary Stephen, Trevor Stephen, but one Gary was Stevens, wasn't he? So, yeah. Um, now Ryan Christie has wow. just yeah. tell you what. Ryan Christie's yeah. just flown in on Ethan Erehorn. Mark, has he been booked for that? No, no card whatsoever. So. so Willie Collins got that one wrong. Saint Mirren actually now have the ball in the back of the net, but it's been ruled out for offside. Um, well, is, Willow, Willow, I'm looking at your face here. Is right? there, how big a, how big a difference is there between Christie's and me personally? I don't powers. think there's there's much difference. Maybe power when he comes off the ground is a tad high on the pace, but Christie, pretty similar. You know, comes in at pace, comes in almost beside, behind him to the right hand side, takes him down, and no cards. So, Willie Colm Inconsistent Yeah Curtis Main Just seen reruns of it There the flags mm. up It looked like a, a pretty easy Offside yeah. decision yeah. Alex Yeah I would like to see it again Gone because I'm not sure What the right back was But in your first view And it did look as if He was off yeah I was, But I was just curious to see Because obviously the ball Get cut back from the byline Gordon uh, Well End to end stuff At Celtic Park Goal flashes 
with AspireGlasgow.com Celtic 3, St Mirren nil, and it's a David Turnbull shot from outside the box we say that quite often he's already signalled his intentions with one that came off the post but he makes no mistake at the second time of asking asking David Turnbull makes it Celtic 3, St Mirren nil with 28 on the clock well that minus 2 um, call of mines there we go so you know I'm up and running but Turnbull strike right footed what is he 25 yards out starts one way goes the other way and Alnick you know helpless and I think he's annoyed Mm. at his defenders in front of him probably not closing Turnbull down enough but I mean what a strike you see those ones a lot now Alex where they it makes the goalie look a bit daft and I've no doubt people will look at and and again maybe question Jack Anik but it starts one way and then it, it bends back towards Oh. The corner just wrong foots the keeper and ends up in the back of the net. Yeah, he cuts across it here, Gordon. But listen, when you give this guy uh, time to shoot from that distance, uh, he, he gets a hand on it. But as you say, the the kind of swerve takes it away from him. Uh, right, any more? I'll do some more wrong answers on the teaser. I'll tell you what, but most people are at least getting a few, um, which is probably a sign of a, a good question. Alan Wiley though wants to throw in Miller. Are there any Millers on your list? No, no, no. Any Thompsons on your list? No, there aren't. Uh, different spellings as well, so it has to be bang on. Christopher wants to throw in Karamoko and Musa. Never played together. Never mm. played together. Right, keep them coming in at Clyde SSB. And uh, let's see if you can get yourself on that podium. Because last we checked, there was only one correct answer. I think there is more than that now. Um, but still, keep them coming in. Morton, one Queen of the South, one Kyle Jacobs has equalised. For the home side there East 5 nil. Montrose 1 Graham Webster On 29 minutes Putting Montrose in front I'll be surprised If this stays at 3 Hugh That was Callum yeah. McGregor From the edge of the box He just chokes it Into the ground But they have so much Time and space To pull the trigger well, When you and I Were playing football In Denison And Drumchapel This was known as Shooty in uh, <laughs> And that's what it is um, the, the only thing I would say When the, the St Mirren goal Came about Chalked off for offside Ooh, Wrongly chalked off for offside He is onside yeah. Very wrongly Alex, Alex Ray fair play it, yeah. Listen it's about knowing the detail Gordon I keep telling yeah. you Jog yeah. That's a great spot from you First Thank time you of much. asking It's instinct It is You it's know instinct. your stuff That's yeah. what I'm saying Because he's, he was on the byline When he gets cut back Mark Yeah Ralston Ralston closes down the cross But he can't get up in time Alex Wright spotted it mm. early And it should have counted well, There's always going to be drama And talking points in Scottish football Hugh Celtic are too much for St yeah. Mirren Anyway yeah. However if you're Jim Goodwin And you're sitting at home As if your week Can't get any worse yeah. You probably If you're him You will think That it's a harsh sending off I know people will disagree If you're him You'll think it's, it's a harsh well, sending off And he's had a goalie wrong dis- Wrongly disallowed A goal wrongly disallowed Sorry From which Celtic Go straight up the other end And score If you are not A Celtic fan <gasps> oh, Kyogo, and all of a sudden Kyogo misses a sitter Proves that he can miss You Keevans Yeah well he, You know He, 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 miss he chances, missed another yeah. one Yeah On the, the day European when he team. scored uh, Three against Dundee He missed another three uh, So We'll get around to Kyogo's Goal oh, In a minute oh, I have to say That was a lovely ball in Yeah I, a sitter. I have to Should you see when I'm watching this game The boy Tanza Is absolutely All over the place Because Abada's getting in Time after time Down that right hand side It's Obviously the ball's Perfect from I think it was Ralston that time But you have to be Switched on Mark Give yourself a little bit of depth Because he's, he's just getting in Behind this uh, Samirin defence Time but, after but time I'm trying to Calibrate The howlers here If you're not a Celtic fan uh, At five o'clock when the open line begins uh, Those who are not Celtic fans Will say Willie Collum Wrongly sent off A St Mirren player Did not send off Ryan Christie For An offence that was Similar 
Disallowed a goal For St Mirren That should not have been disallowed So there you have On the part of the match officials Three contentious moments Yeah listen I think Celtic are, are Rampant here actually Hugh uh, But they are big calls Because obviously it's 2-0 Goes to 2-1 And it Disney looks it's, I think Celtic went back up the pitch And scored within a minute yeah. or so After mm. that Which is Compounds the bad decision But Celtic are very worthy of what they're doing and they're playing some great football Andrew yeah. Shinney has come on for the injured Craig Sibbled for Livy but it's still Livy nil, Motherwell nil. another featured game Hamilton nil, Kilmarnock nil, and as you've heard Celtic 3 St Mirren nil. I, I don't blame sorry Gordon I don't blame Willie Collum for the offside call no of course not I, I, obviously it's the linesman that's looking along mm-hmm. the line but I don't even know if it's that close I, I think Willie and me share the same uh, status if anything goes wrong it's his fault <laughs> And if anything goes wrong in here, it's my fault. It will be Alex, and again, this is not to. This doesn't make it okay. You, you need to get decisions right. But Anthony Ralston is so far. You know, he's so far out the picture. If that makes sense, he's 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 almost at the corner flag. I would imagine the eye of the linesman has been drawn to what's happening in the box. Again, that doesn't make it okay. It's a wrong decision, but you can almost see where how that mistake comes about. Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you, Gordon. See, as it actually comes back across and it comes to uh, Curtis Main. I think you'll see daylight now. See when mm. we get an, op- an opportunity to see from the mm. linesman looking along yep. that line. I think he. W- I think you'll see clearly that uh, Ralston's playing him on side. Daylight, you're right. But if you think about it, R- Ralston could not be further away from the uh, from his That's line. the point I was trying to make. Yeah, but, but all, all you're looking at is a, a, is a, a straight line, a, a, a yeah. green I, and white top. I, I as opposed it's to, I think it's an easy decision. As a linesman will get because he was up, just getting mixed up with the green and white tops in the stand behind him, perhaps because he's up in play with a cross that comes in. So it's not as if he's behind the play. So it's as easy a call as a linesman will get, but you cannot take anything away from how Celtic are playing here. No. It is, again, some of the best stuff I've seen in a long time. Ralston's couple of passes inside Tanzer, and Alex is, is right in terms of Tanzer's getting himself too much to do there. But Abada is dragging him all over the place. The, the intricate football at the edge of the box, yeah. the goals have scored, could be more. I mean, this is uh, this is why the Celtic fans are so you, optimistic about what lies ahead. You were on Mark Thursday night. Um, I'm just thinking back to Kyogo Furuhashi's miss here, which ought to have made it four now. Uh, when the gentleman called in to say he will score between forty and fifty goals this season, yeah. really? Yeah. He could yeah. be well on his way if he had converted I mean, all the chances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, me and Daz had a chuckle at that, and he might, he might do it. Listen, he might come back do it. to haunt us. It'll be sensational <laughs> if any player gets to that level again in Scottish football, scoring that many goals. But like he's he, he's an out and out goal scorer. However. That one there is as bad a miss as you'll see mm. probably all season. A nice, well, a poignant moment in the Livingston game. A minute's applause for the late Livy fan Stephen Carey in the 34th minute. I don't know if yeah. you followed this story. Sadly passed away. And so the fans inside the Tony Macaroni, just with yeah. a little gesture to him. I think it's great yep. because uh, we normally have it the other way around. Fans pay tribute to a member of their club who has passed away, a manager or a former player or a present day player. Uh, this is the, the players and management of Livingston paying tribute to a fan, uh, and it, it's a very touching gesture. Yeah, uh, nice touch. Celtic three, St Mirren nil. In that game that we are discussing, it's still Livingston goalless against Motherwell and goalless in our featured Championship match between Hamilton and Kilmarnock. We're trying to pay tribute this week to the SPFL after the wrong flag got sent to Partick Thistle. What's the weirdest thing you've ever received? In the mail We're on Twitter Hugh I can barely read any of them out <laughs> For instance Rod Williamson 
And there is another one uh, Rod Williamson and SFA T-Boy Both on the same theme, theme. Uh-huh. Um, How can we put this? I mean Rod for instance got a, a package delivered on behalf of his neighbour um, And it wasn't packaged as discreetly as she would have liked oh. And then she had to come and pick it up and right, Leave it there Leave it there um, <laughs> Just and for the avoidance of doubt there Alex David, <laughs> David Smith says that he ordered a laptop off I don't want really to like slag any companies unnecessarily but he ordered I'll a laptop it. and the box came and he was delighted to open it and it was just empty just an empty <laughs> laptop oh, box dear. I think when I was young I'm, I'm still emotionally scarred from this so when I was young I was waiting and I'm really young by the way see before anyone thinks this is what I was after when I was like 19 I mean really young I had my heart set on some rollerblades, right? So it came back. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> rollerblades. Oh, come on. I never did rollerblades <laughs> when they were young. You must have had rollerblades I'd when roll you were skates. I went to the ice skating. I didn't go rollerblading. Well. But anyway, I, did, I, I mean, I'd have been like five. Aye. So I'm waiting on these um, for my birthday or whatever. The box comes. Um, parents clearly didn't think anything of it. It was just a very generic box. So they didn't check. So the mistake's on them. They just... Wrapped it up Handed it over I know. And I'm thinking great Open them up The rollerblades were there But they were Barbie Instead of for Action Man <laughs> oh, oh, no. So the Action Man I had wanted Action Man rollerblades I was five Wow And then the Barbie and ones Barbie, came What happened to you nah, I just them them <laughs> <laughs> Sent them back Wow Rollerblades yeah They, they were a, they the were a phase there, That Gordon. died it Edward Should have scored there Hugh Another yeah. opportunity Hit the bar uh, And before that I thought he was Lackadaisical When he had another chance Presented to him So Against all expectation Abada has scored two David Turnbull has scored one Furuhashi And Edward Have not Done a thing in front of a goal That chance there Was similar to the one Against AZ the other night Did you see That goal mouth Kind of Stramash Hold on nice? Hold on Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Livingston have taken the lead against Motherwell And it's Alan Forrest He scored in the cup last week He's back at it in the league this weekend Brother of James, as he often gets referred to Has opened the scoring for Livingston So Livy won, Motherwell nil. I think Livy need that I've, I've tipped him to be struggling this year Just because the turnover of players And it's been a tough enough start to the season For them So they certainly needed to take the lead this afternoon But I wonder how the Motherwell players now react after what Hugh was mentioning and the, the protests or the booing of the players last week. You need big characters to bounce back pretty quickly. A shot from the edge of the box that beats Liam Kelly. They generally have to be good to beat Liam Kelly, who's a very good goalkeeper. It was a perfect precision from him into the corner. Bottom right corner of the net, 38 gone. Yeah, uh, we always praise uh, Motherwell uh, for the, the interaction between the club's hierarchy and the supporters at a community club. They do wonderful things. The free season tickets for those who uh, could not afford one. Everything about Motherwell in that regard is first class. But now the supporters don't like what they're seeing and they're beginning to rumble and grumble. And that's what happens. Gordon, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that there's the kind of... You know, after two league games mm. that you're asked to do that, I actually thought he'd done a decent job. But it's time to try and bed in this season. It's not happening as quickly as like. Then you have to give the guy a bit of time. Uh, you know, obviously these are the games will be judged on more so than others. And uh, I think you know when you look at Livingston, who got off to a slow start as well. This this would be the perfect tonic for them because they're expected to win at home, Gordon. Yeah, Livingston, the only side without any points from the first two games, but a whole host of clubs, you know, have only picked up one or whatever. So uh, this would be a nice boost for Livy. 
and uh, well, possibly could leave Motherwell bottom. Um, but Alan Forrest has scored 38 minutes gone. Stranraer nil, Stirling Albion one. Dylan Macken has scored for Stirling Albion down there in Stranraer. And as we've mentioned a few times, Celtic 3 0 up on St Mirren. Yeah, it's still been good from Celtic. I think Ange Postacoglu will be delighted how his team have, you know, adopted his style, especially in the first half of games where they, they do overwhelm teams. And it's not a, the first time I've used that word this afternoon because that's exactly what it is. You know, straight from the off, they're after teams impressing and they're relentless with the way they attack. That's that's the way of it this afternoon, and it really should be more than three at the minute. Albeit, you know, St Mirren should have uh, had a goal that should have counted, but you know, Celtic probably could have had another couple to go into half time, and this game could be well, it, it pretty much is over and done with now. So I wonder what Ange Postecoglou does at half time. Does his mind switch now to AZ midweek? Does Kyogo come off? Will we see a Yeti for some minutes? Will we see Montgomery who? Postacoglu loves I think we might I think that may be the right call because this game is done Going to have to at some point Alex because he has said on numerous occasions already very clearly that he needs reinforcements to keep this intensity up yeah. he cannot keep picking the same players so if he's going into a massive game Kyogo's already halfway through his season remember so 3-0 up surely you can at least think about making changes yeah, well they've obviously made a, a signing today Celtic which will give players a rest Gordon they have various players on the bench that Mark's just mentioned there Montgomery Ayeti so you look at these guys and I'm sure they will play a part today the the one thing for me is this has been a brilliant spell for Celtic you know I think that's five games in the bounce Mark remember we said this about a month ago where it was an opportunity for them to play week on week against with the greatest respect to to the teams that are coming your Dundees your St Mirren's and things and they're absolutely thriving on it you know they're free flowing they're scoring goals the movement the confidence must be really high uh, because of these type of performances yeah I, I was speaking to someone through the week they were telling me the, the, the difference between what was this last year at, at Lennox Town and what's going on now and the mood around the place it, it, it's a different building to walk into in terms of Alex just touched on there the confidence Everybody's going to be with a smile on their face. That, that that spills over onto the pitch, and the fans can see it. The players are enjoying playing in it, and it's just remarkable how Postecoglou has managed to achieve that in such a short space of time without really any help. Mm. When you look at it, it's not as if he's come in with a full staff, and this full staff has reinvented everything and you know put in new practices. It's him and him alone who's who's been infectious to everyone else. So. All credit to him in the first couple of months his managerial career in Scotland because it's it was an incredibly hard situation to walk into. If he's speaking to someone at Lennox Town, it must be someone on the medical staff. I think that that's surely the only place he managed to make pals when he was there. I don't <laughs> the know. The treatment I, room. But also, <laughs> it was in there to more be fair, to be not. fair, to uh, a wee Aggie in the tea room might have uh, been a good <laughs> pal. It's a shame who gave me the cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to love. Did oh, you? I used to love uh, the, the Lennox Town. No, the Lennox Town chefs. Oh, they were outstanding. So they were the food we used to get. It was it was great. That's that's one of the things I missed when would I you, left. Do you, do you, do you, do you see the older you get, Mark? You tend <sighs> hold to on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. It's two for Abada and it's two for David Turnbull Celtic 4, St Mirren nil. Just before the break He already unleashed one beyond Jack Anik Earlier on in the half And he's at it again So if Celtic were comfortable already 
I'm not sure what you would call this Hugh Keevans 4-0 up and we're not even reached half time yet well um, you know the, 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 it's a, another mistake from the goalkeeper uh, I'm sorry I'm not having it in for Jack Anik I think he's a very very good goalkeeper and has cost uh, or saved St Mirren an awful lot of points however it's down to him again he hasn't been uh, powerful enough in dealing with that ball and it's bounced up for Turnbull and he's made it 4-0 so two of the four goals I think are down to unfortunately Jack Anik he just he, what he's doing I do not know he neither palmed it out nor it's, he's tried to catch it Alex it's, it's yeah. very wet I thought that, that's obviously the yeah. kind of point of the goalie gloves it tends to um, help with these things but it just it slipped right yeah. through his hands and Turnbull taps in yeah, Hugh, Hugh says that he saved a lot of points over last season. I, I wholeheartedly agree, but I have to say this afternoon he's having a really difficult time. Partick Thistle one up on our bro. 33 minutes on the clock for some reason there. We're a bit behind. It was an own goal from Colin Hamilton. We've got half time between Hamilton and Kilmarnock. Roger Hanna, what's it been like? It's Hamilton nil, Kilmarnock nil at the break. Stuart Taylor watching the Ackies for the first time with New Gaffer, but it'll be Tommy Wright, it'll be much the happier boss at the break. His only annoyance will be that his Kilmarnock side are not ahead. Defending first after just 55 seconds, Blair Alston, who's been excellent in the middle of the park, 20 yards shot, deflected just wide of Ryan Fulton's left hand post. And in three minutes, Rory McKenzie went down the left, has cut back into the six yard box, sparking chaos. Fulton got hand to one effort, another was blocked away, and finally the ball was scrambled out of the Aki's penalty box 16 minutes McKenzie again this time an angled shot that was saved behind Fulton and then Dylan McGowan up from the back heading wide from Liam Polworth deep cross at the back post Alston was next to Fred and he was over the top from McKenzie's pass after 36 minutes Aki's really seldom seen as an attacking force mirroring the performance here a couple of weeks ago against Morton they did have one shot Scott McMahon is playing unusually in the left wing in a 4-2-3-1 Hamilton system he got into the box fired a left foot shot but goalkeeper Zach Hemming just watched it fly over his back Kilmarnock back in the front foot in the closing seconds of the first half McKenzie who's really caused problems down that left hand side he had a left foot volley from Chris Burke's cross blocked away for a corner Aki's much, must do an awful lot better it'll be interesting half time team talk for them Hamilton nil, Kilmarnock nil. it's also half time at Celtic Park Willie Collins blown the half time whistle 4-0 to Celtic and St Mirren down to 10 men and they've had a goal chopped off wrongly by the looks of it for yeah. offside so it's been all action I'd put it down to uh, first 45 minutes of self-inflicted wounds by St Mirren I don't think that uh, the red card did them any favours whatsoever things are bad enough when you go to Celtic Park when they're in the kind of mood they're in just now without reducing your team to 10 men I think the goalkeeper is a very good goalkeeper Jack Anik but he has been responsible for two of the four goals that Celtic have scored Having said that Celtic have been relentless And remorseless And in David Turnbull He was the best player at Celtic Park Last season In a disaster of a season for Celtic He has now Come into his own In a Celtic jersey And the two goals that he has scored um, One fortunate because it was one of the Jack Anik mistakes uh, But the other one A peach Celtic are rampant and they are taking advantage of St Mirren's side who are all over the place. But the goal chopped off for St Mirren was wrongly chopped off. It is a mistake on the part of the assistant referee. So when your luck's out, it's really out. And it's really out for St Mirren today. 
Having said all that Celtic are four up And Odson Edward has hit the bar And Kyogo has missed an absolute sitter Yes, lots of talking points from that first half Let's go to the Tony Macaroni It's half time there between Livy and Motherwell David Friel Yeah, it's Livingston 1, Motherwell now at the break Gordon, as you said, he's known as a brother of James But Alan Forrest is making a name for himself With his second goal in two games to give Livy the lead at half time Probably wasn't much between the two teams before Forrest was just a brilliant finish in 38 minutes and Motherwell, struggling so far this season, face a real battle to take something from this game now. Game Alexander side actually started quite quite brightly, you know, they, they started better, they had the first chance of five minutes with Kane Woolery. O'Connell was kept alive, Beavis Mugabe headed across goal but Max Stryak was quick to come out and save from Woolery. Mark Ahara fired wide from 16 yards, Motherwell were dominating the early stages, forcing some corners. But Livy are always a threat. They tried a set-piece routine. The ball fell to Ayo Obele and he found the bottom corner. But it was ruled offside and the first few it did look the right call. It was an emotional moment in 34 minutes when everyone inside the ground took part in a, a minute's applause for Livy fan Stephen Carey who sadly passed away recently. And four minutes later it was 1-0 to Livy as the ground absolutely erupted. Andrew Shinney who was on for injured Craig Sibbled showed his class to find Forrest at the edge of the box. He took a touch with his right, shifted it on at his left. And after his goal against St Man last week, it was exactly the same corner. Bottom corner beyond Liam Kelly, as you said. It takes a good good strike to beat Liam Kelly, but it found the bottom corner. Great goal from Alan Forrest. Half-time at Tony Macaroni. Livy won, Motherwell nil. We'll do a full round-up of the half-time scores next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half time in the Scottish Premiership It's Celtic 4 St Mirren 0 Livingston 1 Motherwell 0 Into the Championship Arbroath 0 Partick Thistle 1 Hamilton Ackies 0 Kilmarnock 0 Inverness 0 Air United 0 And Morton 1 Queen of the South 1 In League 1 It's Alloa 0 Queen's Park 0 Dumbarton 0 Cove Rangers 2 East Fife 0 Montrose 1 And Falkirk 0 Clyde 0 Peterhead 0 Airdrie Onions 1 Into Scottish League 2 It's Albion Rovers 0 Annan Athletic 1 Elgin City 0 Forfar Athletic 1 Kelty Hearts 0 Edinburgh City 0 Stenhouse Muir 0 Cowdenbeath 0 And Stranraer 0 Stirling Albion 2 In the English Premier League It finished Liverpool 2 Burnley 0 At half time Aston Villa 1 Newcastle 0 Crystal Palace 0 Brentford 0 Leeds 1 Everton 1 Man City 2 Norwich 0 And the later game is Brighton against Watford We'll look back further on the first half And preview the second half's coming up next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 